Let's welcome into the program from uh, the LHN Network and ESPN. We say hello to Keith Moreland. Keith, good afternoon. How are you, buddy? Well, you know, we, we've been dodging the, the water, needed a boat. Now uh, it looks like we need some shade because it's hot. <laughs> it is indeed that. All right, and we're going to talk about a lot of things, but I, want, I know you work the Fort Worth Regional, and the uh, TCU Horn Frogs just lost their head coach. They did. This is, uh, you know, there was rumors flying everywhere leading into the tournament. I don't know that it had anything to do with the performance. Uh, uh, quite frankly, their bullpen didn't perform, and it had performed really well all year, and that that was the difference. But uh, I, you know, he's an outstanding coach. Jim is uh, one of those guys that knows how to turn programs and lead a program. Now it will be just a hair different, Tom, as you well know, it, it, just because of the fact is that he doesn't have as much Pell grants. Not a private school; it's a public school, a big public school, and so, and in a conference that, that quite frankly, is, is is the toughest in the nation. The winner out of that regional, uh, I want to get your thoughts on Dan Hefner's club. We had Dan on the program yesterday. Talk a little bit about DBU and and uh, their their route to uh, a super regional. Well, you know, I, I really like their baseball team. There's no question. Jackson Glenn is, is one of the better players in, in America. He stays inside the ball really well. I mean, he's, and he's a complete player. He's excellent defensively. He, you know, he went through a transformation. Many people don't know that it's, Last year when their season got cut down, he says, I don't like my body. I don't know if I'm going to be able to play pro ball. So he went on this really strict regimen of diet. He went 75 days without a drop of sugar. I don't know about you, but I can't do that. I can't go 75 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he turned around and, and, and was working out twice a day, went away, changed his body type. He's stronger. He's had an outstanding year. The, the, what worries you a little bit about DBU is, I think they've got a couple of guys at the front end of their rotation with Hamill. Dominic Hamill, is, is a, he will be tough in that opener against Virginia. No question about it. But I worry about their third starter if it goes three. And then the health of their first baseman and their center fielder, uh, uh, Chase Grady, you know, looked like he pulled a lat to me going down the line, and that just doesn't recover in four or five days. And then an ankle – lower body injury for Cole Moore at first base. They're, you know, guy that hit cleanup in their order. So it'll be interesting to see if they can get either one of those two guys. If they get those guys back, they they are a threat to, to get to Omaha, no question. And Keith, this is, you know, because of the COVID protocols, this is the one super regional that did end up in a neutral site situation. Yeah, it, you know, it was the only one because, you know, the chalk was everywhere. That, that, that's just the thing you look at. You just had so many places that, uh, the number one seed and the host uh, just really ripped through these uh, regionals pretty easily. I guess the committee in that that sense did a really nice job. Um, I I think it's a good matchup. I think it's a good matchup for DBU. I know Virginia that now they have played their best ball after May first. Uh, so you know, and they they've got some experience in Omaha. Uh, and if DBU has been as good as anybody in the state of Texas, but they haven't punched that ticket yet. And that's what they're looking to do. Okay, so let's talk about the regional you're going to be uh, working uh, for the uh, Texas Radio uh, Group. Uh, you got South Florida coming in, and, and th- th- this is an interesting win out of that regional. South Florida at 31 and 28 headed to Austin. Yeah, I, you know, I tell you what, there is so much, so much swirling around uh, this regional. Looking at it, because Florida, I mean, not only did they get beat, they got embarrassed in the second game, 19 to one. Uh, two and out, and then you think, oh, this is Miami's regional. They win their opener, and then they get bounced in two in a row. 
So you looked at, at South Alabama and South Florida, and you went, who's going to be the best team coming out of there? I have seen South Alabama a couple times just basically on video, and I know they were a pretty solid team. I mean, not, not a great team, but a solid team. And this South Florida team has gotten hot at the right time. You know, they buzzed through. Uh, the American Athletic Conference tournament to, to get a W there, and then they, they find a way in Gainesville to come up with a victory. So you can't count them out. They're, they're confident and they're playing well. Uh, you know, when you look at them, they've got a little pop in their lineup. Uh, uh, they've got a guy on the back end of their closer. has got a good arm that can do some stuff. Their starters have been guys that haven't beat themselves. You know, Tom, you and I cover enough college baseball to know that if uh, a guy doesn't give you a lot of free passes, he's going to give a chance, and that's one of the things they do. They don't, they don't want many people. You're going to have to earn it. Keith, as far as the Big 12, they got four teams in. You only have two remaining, and there was a lot of questions around that, like should they have gotten five. What are your thoughts on that, or did the committee get it right? Well, I, I, I got to tell you, I, I, I don't know that, uh, that the committee got it right. I, I know in, in a year of COVID, uh, in a time where they spent a whole lot of time looking at RPI, and they do look at RPI every year, but they do, I do know somebody's been on it a couple of times and said that they used to use these intersectional matchups where uh, if you play a Big 12 team and you were not a non Power 5, or if you're the Big 10, uh, you know, you come play some of these other Power 5 schools. They just didn't have really any very little interaction, so it was really hard to tell. I, there's no way, in my opinion, now this is the first thing, no way, in my opinion, that the Pac-12 should have got more teams than the Big 12. So that, I guess that's the way to answer it. I thought Kansas State for sure earned their way in the Big 12 tournament. I, I thought that there was a team that there was on the rise coming. Uh, they were starting to get good pitching. They were getting everything together. And then, uh, of course, the Bears struggled down the stretch a, a, a little bit. But I think their body of work should have got them an opportunity to be a three-seed somewhere. As far as the Longhorns go, uh, Mitchell Daly earlier made the freshman All-American team. What are your thoughts when you watch him play the game of baseball? Well, you know, it, it, it's a unique team. Uh, it, 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 it's, it's got great starting pitching. Let's just start with that. Uh, I, and I do like the three guys they bring out of the bullpen. There's six guys on the pitch on the mound. Uh, five of them right-handed, one of them left-handed. They can get anybody out in any circumstances, no matter who it is. So that makes them dangerous. Let's just start with that. And so I think that's the strength of the club. Uh, they've got to be able to run and get into the flow of their offense. And the flow of their offense is to run and, 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 and slugging. And when is the last time we've talked about a Texas team that could slug? But they've got five guys in this lineup that can hit the ball out of the ballpark at any, at any moment. So, that makes them dangerous in that sense. They're not a great, how do I put this, offensive club to just sit up there and bang out three hits in a row and get a run. Uh, they're better at, you know, working their way on, get a guy on, and then the guy hits one in the gap and they score. Uh, so that that's their style offensively. And then put pressure on with their speed. Uh, those are the two things that, I, that you look at them offensively. But on the, I think what makes them dangerous is they can run out three starting pitchers that can beat anybody. And then if they get into a game that's a bullpen game, they've got three right-handers coming out of the bullpen that have been lights out, especially over the last month. Are they playing their best baseball right now? I, I think that, that the Big 12 tournament was a real, real wake-up for them. But some of that might have been hangover for the way they ended up winning the conference, winning that last game. And, being on the field when TCU got beat, that they knew that they could finish the game and get co-champions. 
and then they turn around in a couple of days, try to get to Oklahoma City. They did not perform well in Oklahoma City. But, boy, they bounced back, scoring double-digit runs in all three of their regional games. So I think they're, they're, in, a, they're in a good spot. I really like their matchup. I, I, I would be real surprised if this is not two in barbecue. I know you, uh, you certainly are going to have an opinion on this. We're going to switch gears on you here. We're going to talk college football. And, you know, the, the talk right now, and it's, it's heavy, is uh, the, the changing of the format for the playoff system. And, and the number that just seems to be popping up everywhere and all across the country is 12. And I'm a proponent of 16. I'm on record saying that. I want to get your thoughts. Is it zero? Would you like to see us go back to the to the, to the the old, you know, just play the, the bowl games? There's some who want to do that, Keith. And, and then there's some that want to leave it at four. I mean, so where do you stand on the playoff? Well, let, let's start with the one word that you didn't mention. No matter what playoffs, it is money. And there is <laughs> gigantic money in conference championship games and if you add more playoff games there's gigantic money don't let anybody tell you the gestapo that is the ncaa is not out about making money because that is what they they look to do so there is going to be added playoffs let's just let's stay with that now the format that they figured out in my opinion and this is just my opinion is that nobody else no no programming network or anything else my opinion is if somehow you don't include the non-power fives with a, an avenue uh, to get a, a representative one, at least one, if not two, if you go to 12, is then the system is, is broke. Because if you've got a team uh, like a Central Florida from a couple of years ago that was really a, a, a tough football team and, and, and a team that was going to give somebody some troubles, that they ought to have the opportunity to, to play off. We'll find out. Well, line them up and play at Georgia if Georgia didn't is in and they're not in the top four. Uh, line, line them up and let them play with everybody. I think they need to give an avenue for that if we're going to go to, an, to extra people. And I think that the, I think the conference championship game, if you're going to have them, they're big money. They should mean something. And I think that's the way you find out your seedings. Uh, so I think it, if you go to 12, you've got to have maybe six leagues, seven leagues, maybe even eight leagues. If you have a champion out of that league that gets an automatic berth, and then you take the other four and put them. Now, you could seed them any way you wanted to the same way with a committee, but in my opinion, you've got to find a way to get some of these other schools involved in it. I just think it's only fair. Yes, can they compete with Alabama? I don't know. But I will say they should get the opportunity. Well, and, and that was kind of my point as well. I, I, there's no sport that I know of except for college football, Division One college football, where a lot of teams, mo- in, uh, just about all of the, uh, the, the group of five teams, are going to start a season without a realistic opportunity to win a championship. Yeah, and and why? I mean, if if we're going to expand and you're going to bring in more money, these other schools need to be getting a a share of this and and get it involved and and level the playing field where uh, you have, you know, maybe 70 or 75 teams in America that would start the season, have a shot at a national championship. Because, Tom, you and I both know right now there's only maybe 10 to 12 or 13 programs uh, Mm -hmm. that uh, each year when we start that have – legitimate chances to win to win it all and you know let's expand that let's let's put that into a, a number of uh, where you know, maybe there's 25 who have a legitimate shot 
make for a, a, a much better football uh, football season, I would think, and, and a much better product. I, I totally agree with you. Hey, Keith, th- thanks yeah. so much. Appreciate your time. Uh, in, in, enjoy the uh, the supers, and we'll see. Uh, we'll see how many. Do, and, and I never, I didn't get your thoughts on Texas Tech, but I know you really like that club. Yeah, I do. It, it, I, th- I think it's chalk pretty much all the way around. I think a couple of uh, upsets where they could be. I'm not sure who's going to come out of the uh, uh, Virginia uh, Dallas Baptist. I think that's a really good one. I think every place else is pretty much chalk, except for I think uh, Arizona gets beat, and at least one, if not two, of the teams out of the SEC get beat. I think they've been beat up on each other all all the time and I think there'll be somebody coming there and uh, make have an upset or two there. I know you know Paul Maneri well and he 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 continues his career as they head over to, T- to to Tennessee to play in that super. I would not want to play them. That, that if it's Tennessee, I guarantee you right now is thinking, well, why did we get to draw this? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Keith. Thanks. Hey, man, I appreciate your time, and, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care, guys. See you later. That is uh, Keith Morland from uh, ESPN and the Longhorn Network.